Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to that footballing podcast once again. It's after extra time. I'm your host, the one and only, the famous one, Greeny. And joining me is the not so famous one, but he is the Millwall one. That's Jacko. Hello, mate. Good stuff. And on the show as well with us, Jacko, is the not so famous one, the not turning up famous one. (laughs) <laughs> the Derby one, <laughs> Jack. I'm back, boys. I'm back. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I was, I was used to just being greeny. It's it's all yeah. a bit weird now. Where do we start, Jacko? <laughs> Where the fuck are you, been, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Told you, I want a competition to come on here. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Right, boys. As we're all here, it's going to be a good talk this week. Um, I'm going to kick it off with some of today's fixtures. Now, the big talking point is. Are Liverpool at the Premier League race now, Jacko, after the 4-1 defeat tonight? Um, I know we touched on it last week, didn't we? Mm. Um, and I asked you that sort of question. I, I think, yeah, I think after today, especially the Man City have got a game in hand, which uh, makes them 13 points clear, I think you have to see Liverpool uh, aren't going to win it this year. Um a bit surprised by the team selection today, to be honest. Um, yeah. I know we had Fabinho and Henderson at the back. I, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. If you've just gone in and got two two centre backs, regardless of what quality they are, if they're more natural than Fabinho and uh, Henderson, I would have played them. I think 
Fabinho gave away the penalty. All right, good to one, missed it, but he gave away the penalty in the first half. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think after today, I think that's it for Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, Jack, it's a big gap, mate. Ten points separating Liverpool to Man City. Do you feel they can they can close that gap up or do you think it's out of reach now and they're looking to probably get Champions League spot this year? Yeah, I think, um, like Jacko said, I think, obviously, team selection has been a bit questionable for Liverpool and the fact that, obviously, they've been missing sort of like a consistent back four this season probably hasn't helped either. But, yeah, I think, I'd say it's, it's kind of Man City have got one hand on the trophy. Um, I can't, unless Man City go on some sort of really poor run, I can't see them dropping mm. any sort of points at the minute. You know, they're, they're in too much good form, really. I mean, obviously today it was helped a little bit, you know, by Alisson and, he, you know, he made a couple of mistakes and then kind of gave Liverpool too much to do. But I think, you know, Man City are in... They're too good right now to sort of drop points. And, you know, it's a lot of points to make up. Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, going back to you, Jacko, I mean, where do you think it's all gone wrong for Liverpool? Obviously, we, they were really good for the last two, two, three years now. Yeah. I mean, where do you think it is going wrong? Because there's, there's strong players who are still on the pitch, like Salah, Mane, Firmino. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the balance of that squad is, has been drastically changed because of the fact that Van Dijk and Gomez and Matip are all out injured. You know, you look at that back three last year. Sorry, the midfield three last year. You had Fabinho, Henderson, and you occasionally had Cater or Oxlade Chamberlain, or you know, a couple others that would sort of sit in that role. And that ideally was what Thiago was supposed to do. Um, but because Van Dijk and Gomez are injured, they're two sort of better central midfield players alongside Thiago, who are sort of sitting as a makeshift back four. You know, you look back to United under Ferguson. I think at one point they had Fletcher in Carrick uh, as um, centre half. Yeah. Mm. You know, they, they're good sort of defensive field players, yeah. But to to sort of change your role and and play as a centre back, yeah, it may sound easy enough. But I, I don't know. There's there's a different physicality as a centre half, different uh, positional awareness that you need at centre half, and yeah, Fabinho has been makeshift and has been okay on occasion. I just feel that without your two sort of main centre halves, you're going to struggle. And I think Man City did that. Uh, Man City had that at the early part of the season before they brought Diaz in. Um, mm. and they were chopping and changing their back four, and they were looking sloppy at times. Um, and then he seems to have found a, a good partnership in Diaz and Stones. Um, so yeah, I, I just think there's. I think a lot of key, play- well, the key players that you need in that Liverpool side in Van Dijk and Gomez, I think, have been key to why they've not been good this year. Do you not think that they should have um, gone out and signed, you know, like a decent-ish centre half in the in the window? I mean, hundred percent. I, I, I yeah. said this um, last week or a couple of weeks ago that yeah. Liverpool's main aim should have been to get a centre back in for the first of January. You know, it's no good bringing in a player from Preston for two million and a player from the worst team in the Bundesliga on the penultimate or the last day of the transfer. You've lost an entire month and you're no better off. So, yeah, I, I think they made a mistake. I, to be honest, um, I was talking to my man about it yesterday. Um, I, I feel that Liverpool... 
did something similar to Man City, which did not go and get a centre half in the summer, regardless of you know Van Dijk or Gomez getting injured. They should have bought someone in to replace Lovren, um, and they didn't do that. So uh, I think it's come back to bite him. And you know, Klopp's mo- moans about the schedule and stuff. Well, but if he actually gone and bought players that he needed instead of just bringing in Thiago for one, you know, their main sort of summer signing with Yotta as well. Attack wasn't the issue. It was defence that they needed cover for. So. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've both hit it on the head, lads. I mean, let's let's stray away from that game. Let's move on to another game, what happened today. Jack, I'm going to move over to you, mate. Um, Spurs eventually got a win. Um, 2-0 win against West Brom. Was that expected? Yeah, I'd say it was, mate. I think you. I know. Obviously, Spurs weren't in the greatest of form, and that you know, obviously, everyone was sort of expecting them to win. I think for me, West Brom. You know, they're they're in a right dogfight. You know, they need to pick up points, and I just think the three that you've got down there at the minute are probably going to go down. I think to make up the gap that they've got to do, they've got to probably win half their games or something like that that they've got left. So. For me, I think Spurs is, it was sort of a, you know, you'd expect Spurs to come out of that, you know, 2 3 nil like they did. And fair play to West Brom, they made it sort of hard in the first half and hard to break down and stuff. But I think Kane missed a couple of chances early on. But, you know, eventually they get that goal from Kane early on and then sets a tone and then a goal with Son and then, you know, sort of game over at 2 0. You know, the game plan's gone from West Brom, they shut up, shot one and. They got to kind of chase after the game, but yeah, it was an easy win for Spurs in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Jacko, going on to the West Brom front, yeah. right? I mean, obviously Allardyce has came in, took over Village. Do you think that's a move what they could have not done because there hasn't been much change since Big Yeah, over, I, I, you know, you and I have discussed this at length. You are very much in the Allardyce camp. I sort of sat there going, I don't really know what West Brom are being expected to do. They've been quite shrewd with who they've brought in in the summer, you know, compared to what Fulham did the other year. And Fulham still went down and they spent 100 million. I think West Brom spent a third of that. So I don't know what they were expecting, really. Um, I think they've got a good goalkeeper in Johnston, but I think the back four, I don't think, are cut out for this level. Um, and I think that's the problem. It's it's Johnston can't really do it on his own. You know, there was, I think there was a couple of games early on in the season against United. Um, can't think who else, but he had an absolute blinding performance, and they still lost. You know, the the, the guy kept a minute. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it was a right move. And if Allardyce gets him relegated, I could see him going in the summer, and they try again with someone else. And you just wonder what was the point. Yeah, I can agree, mate. I mean, like you said, I'm in the Allardyce camp, but as much as I hate to say, I don't feel he's changed the squad drastically. Mm. He's got to do miracles, Greening. You he's know, got to do miracles to keep it. He, he has got to do miracles. I mean, when he took over, I did feel, yeah, maybe they will stop grinding out these wins. Uh, but I just, I, I just feel the West Brom side is a, a more championship side than a Premier League side, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't feel he, he's recruited enough to even keep them up. I mean... That OK from Turkey, I don't, I've never heard of the guy who he signed, and I just feel he should have signed some more, well, how do you put it, more Premier League pedigree but, players. Right, this is the conversation that we always go back to. 
if if they're sitting there on 23 games and have got 12 points from them, and they spend another 30, 40 million pound on players, bearing in mind the current economical climate as well is making teams very, very reluctant to go out and spend a lot of money um, and go and buy these players. Even if they bring in 40 million worth of players and they go down, that's another heap onto the wage budget. And if they don't, I, I, I get that. you've got Premier League players on in a championship side and they're just rinsing the bank balance. So then you've got to sell it and you've got to start again. Possibly, though, Jacko, he could have went down the loan route with some Premier League loanees. I mean, we'll move on who, to West Ham. Who would you bring in? Who would you have brought in on loan? I'd bring, I would have brought Lingard in to give a bit more whip and striking options. Right. Um, and centre-half, there's plenty of centre-halves out there. But ain't what happens if, if West Ham can't afford Lingard's wages? Because I bet Lingard isn't on small money. Well, no, but a loan deal is better than a yeah, permanent deal. Which you can wages. hand him back. Yeah, you've got to pay his wage. I mean, but I'm sure there'll be a deal there somewhere where they're not paying the full wage. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be a part a part wage. I would have thought. Mm. But I just feel the recruitment side and as good they as they haven't what got them. It's like been. what we spoke about with Norwich and stuff like that. Mm. Season, they, they don't That's have what I'm the money. They don't have the money to go and make it. So, I, to be fair, the lad that they brought in from Galatasaray, I think it is Dian. I don't think he's that bad a player. You know, he scored quite a few goals. Yeah, albeit mm. it's in a different sort of league and it's probably an easier league, but. I don't think he made some nice touches and he, he should have scored, actually, just before the break, to be fair to him. Um, he had a header, which was sort of kind of at Larice with quite a bit of power. But, yeah, he doesn't look too bad. But, yeah, I think like you boys have touched upon, they've got a very championship sort of side. They don't really have anyone that's sort of played in there. I know they've obviously got Snodgrass and they've got a couple of good players. Like, you know, Gallagher looks OK, Pereira. But, like, you look at people like Ajayi, Townsend, you know, like you say, about five is just yeah. But this is this this is the lineup that they had today. So you got Sam Johnston, Lee Peltier, that Ajayi, Kyle Bartley, Townsend, Sawyer's, Snodgrass, Maitland Niles, Gallagher, Grant, and Deanne. Now, apart from Snodgrass and Maitland Niles and Deanne, all of these side players were Championship level players. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I get that. They all right. They bought in. You know, they bought that Mateus Pereira permanently. They, you know, but they're relying on sort of Hal Robson, Carnu, Jake Livermore. You know, uh, Matt Phillips. These guys are all getting on a bit. Now. Are they really going to be able to do it at, at Premier League level for for a full season? Well. I mean, I wouldn't say yes and I wouldn't say no because if you take it back a bit and you look at the Chef, uh, Chef United side mm. at the time last year, mate, not really. You wouldn't have said any of them really were Premier League no, players. I, I, I think it's how you tackle it as yeah, a Yeah, but I think Sheffield United it's came at it with a different, a completely different style to West Brom. Possibly. Do you rec- I reckon being that on that on that respect, mate, is that possible because they've never really yeah. been in the Premier League for quite a while compared to West Brom's been yeah. there, done it up in yeah, the I, I definitely down. think. And, you know, I feel that getting rid of Billich probably wasn't the best idea because he 
probably would be playing it slightly differently. You know, regardless of Allardyce being in or out, their, their goal difference is minus 36. You know, it, they've, mm. they've shipped 54 goals this season. You know, that's, that's yeah. nearly, that's, I think that's nearly two a game, over two a game. Yeah, it's not and I think regardless of who you were going to bring in, I think you're not going to be able to, if you can't stop goals going in, you're not going to get anywhere. And mm. I just don't. So I think that Ajayi was at Rotherham last year and he was playing League One football. Yeah, or the year before. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I, I just think, uh, I think West Brom are doing an orange. They're going to take mm. as much money as they can from the season, not spend a lot, take the hits, go back down, go back up again, come back with a bigger budget because they've not spent a lot of money compared to the other teams and try and stay up again. And, and you know, Burnley did it. Brighton did it. So, you know, the, the, the idea is there. It's just whether or not that they can... Yeah, as we said before, recruitment is essential. But it's whether or not they're going to be able to find a system that works for them or not. Yeah, I mean, just before we move on, I just want to ask you quick, Jack. I mean, Gareth Bale for Spurs, he's not breaking in the side. He didn't get put on again today. Is that the end of him at Spurs? Obviously, he's going back to Real Madrid, as we know, but is he even going to break into the Madrid side? Well, I think if Zidane's there, probably not. Um, you know, him and, Z- him and Zidane don't get on well. Obviously, the fans, I know they're obviously not there, but don't particularly get on with Bale. And Bale's obviously... As we know, he's quite happy to sit and just take the money and play golf. You know, is that famous banner? It was like Wales golf or Madrid or the other mm. way. Or I can't remember which way around it was. But yeah, Madrid, Wales golf Madrid. Wales golf Madrid. Yeah. So obviously, I, I mean, I don't know why he's not been playing as much. When he has played, he hasn't really mm. done a lot, which is fair enough. So I don't know whether he needs game time to score to get confidence, or he's not fit enough, or he's. I, I don't know, it's, but I just the move clearly hasn't worked out as fans, well, especially Spurs fans, would have liked it to. So I don't really know where's next with Gareth Bale. Really, it's sort of it's all got to scratch your head at that one because obviously going back to Spurs was sort of like a dream move. Spurs fans were buzzing over it, but it just hasn't hit the ground running. You know. <laughs> He scored, I think, one goal, and then from then on, I don't think he's he's really featured much in the Premier League. So, yeah, I don't really know where he goes from there because, like you said, I don't know if he'll he'll get in that Madrid team. So, no, maybe no. maybe a move to China or somewhere, you know, on big money, and I don't know really. I... Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I mean, if the listeners out there, we've got any Spurs listeners, get in contact with Jacko. Email in after extra time 2020 at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts on the Gareth Bale saga. Is it really a saga? Um, let's move on. Is it? Is it really a saga? Well, the guy's not turned up true since he came back to Spurs. You know, there's been. He's not really done anything to sort of warrant issues against Mourinho or anything like that. Is it really a saga? It's a big name, big name, not getting great football. It'd just be interesting to see why he's not and where does he go from it. I mean, 
I mean, I spoke to DP, obviously, who's a Welsh a Welsh man and he's international level. He reckons he'll struggle to break in the Wales team. Um, going off form, yeah. you know. But he isn't going to... He, obviously, he'll get in the Wales team, but he's, he's just stating, obviously, from form, if it was a bigger nation, yeah. he probably wouldn't get in. You know? So, it's just interesting to see what people's thoughts would be on it. That was that was all. Um, I'm just going to skip over Leicester. Obviously, nil-nil with Wolves. Brilliant. Take the point. Take the point. It, looked, it was very shit. Awful game of football. Terrible. It was a poor game. Varley had a chance right at the end. That was about it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm moving <laughs> on, lads. There's no talking points. So, uh, <laughs> we'll move on. Let's move on, Jack. I want to ask you this. I know we touched a lot about it last yeah. week and we went in depth with it. The Fulham West Ham game, the sending off, Suchek. Talk me through it, mate. Was it a sending off? I didn't, if I'm being brutally honest, I didn't actually see it. Wow. I've, I've not, right, okay. I've not seen any, any of the footage from the West Ham game. I, I know that they're appealing it. Um, and, you know, Moyes yeah. has come out saying that it was embarrassing. But again, I, I, apologies, fans, that I've not seen it. Greeny, give it this one. All right, let's, let's move to Jack, the Derby one. Jack. I tell you what, it's a good job I'm on, the, I'm on this podcast this week, isn't it? Otherwise, we'd be we'd be we'd be stuck here. I do I do me research, I do my homework. You know, no no stone left unturned with me here. No, um, I have to say it's ridiculous, mate. <laughs> How it is a red card? I don't think. Mm. I, I mean, I think Mike Dean is probably the only person who thought it was a red card, and the and the VAR people as well thought it was a red card. I'm, I'm, you can clearly see that, you know, players hold on to each other. He's clearly just putting his arm, was going to put his arm over Mitrovic's head, I think, in, just to move himself. And he's obviously mm. accidentally caught Mitrovic. Mm. I think Mitrovic was saying that it wasn't a red card, you know, it wasn't intentional at all. I mean, surely common sense prevails there. Mike Dean, I think the more you watch it on the monitor, the, the worse, obviously, it looks as well. So, obviously, we've talked about, we've talked about that before yeah. with tackles and red cards and things, but... You know, you've just I, turned around and said that Mitrovic didn't I'm, see it as a red card. Did he go down holding his face? I, I think he did, but he wasn't. He wasn't like rolling around crying, like screaming. No, but, like, like well, that, but then why? Yeah, that, I, I it, think that. I suppose it's sort of. Well, yeah. Well, I've got a statement here, Jack, well, from VAR, which was uh, Lee Mason, which was Lee Mason yeah, in charge of that was, game for VAR, and and. It, yeah, he's told Mike Dean to go over to the monitor and it could be a red card due to the fact his fists were clenched when he's jumped. But And that's why they say, say, feel it's intent because the fists were clenched. I've looked and I can't see a clenched well, fist. I mean, surely it's irrelevant whether yeah. his fist is... I mean, surely it goes well, down yeah. to about whether it's intentional. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I just... For me, there's no intent there. You know, if you wanted to elbow him in the, in the face, he would have just gone and done it and he would have... You know, but yeah. you, you could see from Suchek's reaction, you know, that he was clearly accidental. And mm. yeah, I just, I, sometimes I just, I actually think yeah. I said it to one of my mates earlier. I think I'm not going off football because obviously I love football, but it's kind of making me not hate the game, but just I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about it on social media as well and saying that they're sort of falling out of love with the game because I've obviously. What's been happening? Like we touched, like we, I said on the live to um, Natalie Sawyer, you know, there's a lot of rule changing going on, and there's a lot of 
something happening every week. There's always talking points about VAR and stuff like that. And it shouldn't be like that. Mm. We're always talking about referees, yeah. VAR. When mm. realistically, we should just be talking about the football. But yeah, I just yeah. I was going to say, Jack, we're talking more more these days about referees and VAR than what we are mm. actually with the football itself, um, which is disappointing, yeah, I mean, it's really. There, it's there to do, uh, to right the wrongs and, you know, wrong the rights and whatever. And yeah, if definitely. If it's offside and they score, it's like that's mm. offside. It's not there to, to be a talking point and stuff like that. It's there to just to help and assist. And at the moment, it's just causing more problems than assisting, really. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, still going. I'm still going to keep on here at referees. I mean, Jacko, we spoke again last week yeah. about the Bednarak um, decision, and we said how, how mm. bad that was, and it was appalling. That was Mike Dean. He's had a bad yeah, week, yeah. really, mate. Cause he's just done yeah. another red card on the VAR, uh, and that, that looks like it's going to get overturned again. So, I mean, I don't know how to put it, but is the refereeing now got worse? And they're just relying more on the VAR. That's why we're seeing a lot more bad decisions or or I don't know. What what we're seeing, Jacko, from previous. I don't think it's helping their situation, VAR, if I'm being honest. Um I I think I think the standard of refereeing has gone a bit lax because of the fact that VAR is now in play. And if they have a situation where he says, check the monitor, I think it's a red card. And he's just like, yeah, fine, whatever it is, and carries on. It doesn't help the situation at all. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, go back to the other night. I, I think he was he was refereeing that Southampton United game when Southampton had two blokes sent off, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, the first one, mm. the first one was a definite red card. Um so yeah, yeah, but he's still taking a fifty-fifty percent win rate out of that because he got one right and one wrong, and we know it's wrong because it's been rescinded. Um, so yeah, I, I think the standard of refereeing has slipped a bit, and I don't know what it's going to take to improve it. You know, we Steve mentioned it, I mentioned it before. You take VAR away and you have a controversial decision, then someone will turn around and go, the following week, well, if we had VAR, um, it would have been reversed and all this sort of stuff. I just think the, the situation with the referee mm. needs to change. Um, you know, we, we have to understand from a football fan's perspective, it's not an easy job by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, compared to, compare it to when you've got 50,000, 60,000 people at Old Trafford or the Emirates or whatever. You know, there's there's a downside more pressure to get the decision right in front of a, a major audience, but they still should be getting these decisions correct, even with the assistance of video refereeing, um, regardless of people in or not in the stadiums, as we've seen. So yeah, I just I don't know where to go from it from yeah. here. I, I think it needs to be looked at both sides of it, and they need to figure out what they can do to improve it going forward. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, just touching that, we ended nil-nil for the listeners. Let's move on to the next game. Mm. We'll stay with you, Jacko. Um, Newcastle got another, well, mm. say another, got a good win yeah, yeah. over a Southampton side. 3-2 win. They ended up with nine yeah. men on the pitch, mate. So um, what did you make I think of that it's a big result for, for both teams, to be fair. You know, Southampton now slips their fifth straight beat. Newcastle managed to pick up two wins on the bounce. It pushes mm. them 10 points, you know, away from 
from the drop zone now, especially after Fulham drawing with West Ham. Um, I just think it was a, a bigger result for Newcastle than Southampton. Um, I think Southampton have had a poor week. I think they need to ride it off and start again. You know, you go to United, get ridiculously thumped 9-0. Uh, you know, even Hassan Hoogles turned around and said the Leicester game was better than the United game. And if he's comparing 9-0 defeats, I think that just says it all, really. Um, I think Bruce may have found something slightly different. Uh, I think the fact that, you know, he's brought in Willock, who scored on his debut, was, was good. Um, yeah, he's, he may... <laughs> He may be nervous about Wilson being subbed off before half-time with an injury. Hopefully it's not too severe and, you know, he's got him back sooner rather than later. But, yeah, I think hopefully Newcastle have turned a corner. We'll have to see what their next few fixtures are like um, and see if they can sort of pick up any more results going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jack... As Jack was just on about Newcastle and, and the next fixtures, do you think pressure will be lumped back on Steve Bruce because the next two games is Chelsea and Man United and they're both away? <laughs> so if he loses M2, do you think it pressure uh, back it on him be, again? No, mate. I mean, surely, I know they're obviously, you need to be mm. in points in most games, but surely going away to both of them clubs, you don't really expect Newcastle to, to pick up any points. Yeah. Um, it's unrealistic, really. I'm sure Newcastle mm. found admit that. You know, if they go there and pick six points up, then, you know, incredible, you know. But I, I, I'm not really expecting them to to pick up any points from those games. They're sort of free-hit games. But I think, touching on how they played, I think the last couple of games, they've looked a little bit more proactive and going forward. I think in previous games, they've been very mm. sort of boring to watch and just sort of like 11 men behind the ball, try and hit Wilson and then try and... Whereas I think, you know, it was, I think it was the first time they've scored three goals in the first half since... 2015, I think, mm. which kind of says it all. You mean you wouldn't really mm. at the moment associate Newcastle with scoring a lot of goals, but I think like Jacko says, you know, Willett came in. I think he's sort of getting sort of, sort of a role where he wants to play now. You know, he wasn't probably going to get that position at Arsenal. You know, he's got a lot of competition, so set maximums back as well. Um, like Jacko said, hopefully Wilson's not, you know, massive injury. Hopefully it's just sort of a, a niggle and there's a precaution. But yeah, I think. For me, I, don't, I, can't, I can't see them getting anything out of those two games. I'd be surprised if, if people start putting the pressure back on Steve Bruce. Yeah, fair enough. Let's move on. Um, I'm just going to skim over some results. We've got a lot to fit in. Afton Villa pick up a 1-0 win at home to Arsenal. Burnley, Brighton, 1-0 draw. And finally, I'll, I'll go to you again, Jack. Let's just finish off the Prem with this one. Man United, free. Everton, free. United, 2-0 up at half-time. <laughs> And only come away with a point still. I mean, it's not a great result, really, for you. <laughs> no, it brought a smile to my face, mate. Um, <laughs> it's, no, it's not a good result. You're tuning <laughs> up at home, um, half-time. And you, you expect to go on and win the game, especially a team like Man United. Um, but yeah, it's, again, it's, it's sort of disappointing for Oli. I mean, is that United probably gone out of the title race now? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um Potentially, you know, it's it's a big two points dropped, and I mean, you you look at that game and you you say to yourself, United turn it out, they're probably going and win the game. You know, I don't know, three nil, four nil, three one, something like that. 
it's about game management, though. You know, you, you're tuning it up. You've got to, you've got to play the game as it comes. And you know, they switch off. And I think De Gea was again questionable. I don't know whether it's time Henderson started and he got a run mm. of games now. But but yeah, it's, it's disappointing if you're a United fan. I think you'd be you sort of tearing your hair out, especially so late on in the game. Yeah, it's frustrating. I think Tuanzebi probably doesn't need to make that foul there either. You know, free kick comes in and then obviously. No. Little flick on, DC. I was quick there, and it's three all, and yeah, they're left with uh, with a point when they're turning up. Yeah, I mean, Jacko. Um, I'm just touching on United fixtures. The next four fixtures, they've got uh, obviously in the Prem, they've got Newcastle at home. Uh, sorry, West Brom away, Newcastle at home, Chelsea yeah. away, Man City away. Realistically, uh, how many points do you think they? Realistically, they. I'd expect them to go to West Brom and win. Um, I'd expect them to get a result against Newcastle. Um, and then it comes down to, and then yeah, it's down to Chelsea. Chelsea, Man City. Depending on how uh, Tuchel does uh, at Chelsea for the next couple of weeks, depending on that, I think the Man City, mm. the Manchester Derby is going to be the key title. So, yeah, I really do. I think if, if City win that and City yeah. win their game in hand, I can't see anyone catching him from that point on. And it's it's just a walk in the park for the city, to be honest. Yeah, I was just about to ask you if they, if they won that. Do you think they'll go on and win it? But I mean, could open up the door yeah. right, for Liverpool or I Leicester? I can't to see it, mate. Man City, honest. possibly. Um, you know, Man City have got, you know, Man City have got Spurs at home, Everton away, Arsenal away, West Ham at home. Before they play uh, Bang United, mm. um, so yeah, Spurs are hit and miss. Everton are hit and miss. Arsenal are hit and miss. West Ham could be hit and miss. Um, mm. And then you've got and then you go up to Manchester City, Manchester United, who are again a bit hit and miss. So yeah, I think if if Man City have still yeah. got a five point gap going into their game in hand win that and then they win it at Man United that's putting them 11 points clear of United alone regardless of what people are doing I, I seriously yeah. think that's, that's pretty much the title done there yeah I agree um, let's move away from the Premier League lads I'm going to move on to your <laughs> favourite league in a minute but first uh, of all because Jack's here today Jack we're, we're, we're going to have oh, a okay. quiz do you know what put the, quiz really in now. Yeah. the good thing is the, so, the best, before yeah. you start speaking about the championship and do the quiz, the best thing about Derby not playing at the weekend is we can't moan about Derby. So that's brilliant. I'm more amazed the fact that Millwall actually <laughs> scored four for, I think, the first time this year. So, you know. Um, but you, you nearly fell off your chair. Didn't you? um, I, I, well, yeah. let's just say it was a definite game. <laughs> we'll touch on that. We will we'll touch on yeah. that game. But before Jacko falls off his chair, we'll go do the quiz. <laughs> um, yeah. So, lads, I'll give you a question each. You got to tell me the answer. So, this one is all Premier League questions related. So, I'll start with Jacko, as he's here most of the time. Home advantage. Oh, you can have the upper hand, Jacko. So, yeah, home advantage. I beat Steve, the Wickham fan, last week. So, it's one nil to me, lads. So, uh, you got some catching up to do. So, here we go. Okay, Jacko, your first uh, uh, quiz answer, uh, answer. Your first quiz question is: Which player 
scored the fastest hat trick yeah. in the Premier League. Scored the fastest hat trick. <laughs> yeah, I'll give no you the minutes though. and seconds if you want. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you anyway. He scored it, it hat trick within two minutes oh, and fifty six seconds, and that happened in twenty fifteen. In, in twenty fifteen, oh, it's in my head. Oh. yeah. Oh, I've got three minutes. So just let it send it over to him anyway. Oh, it's in my head. It's in my head. <laughs> Jack. I think he paid for okay, Southampton. Hold on, hold on. Five. Oh, is it Mane? Four. Well done. Yes! One nil oh, to I wouldn't, Jack. I wouldn't it was Mane. Jack, I'm going over to you now. Yeah. So, for 2 nil, Jack, which player with 653 games... Had made the most Premier League appearances. Oh, I, my head, but I think he might be second. I'm going to go Ryan Giggs. Have a punt. Oh, I had one in my head. It's incorrect. Jacko, over to you. Uh, gonna I, I'm going to go with Brad Friedel. It's the only one that I that makes any answer. sense to me. Greeny, it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry for all, all the... Barry, uh, is it? Go on. Oh, well, for all the listeners out there, these two co-hosts are not doing great because it wasn't Brad Friedel either. No, uh... Jack oh, it was right no. second time round. It was Gareth, Bar- uh, Gareth Barry. Um, so, st- still... <laughs> still... Have you noticed not... this is Premier League yeah, football? I've got a fucking clue. Let's point that out. But this... <laughs> Hey, I should be, I should be tuning up. <laughs> Two fans of the fucking championship teams here. I should be tuning up. <laughs> You've got a chance to redeem yourself here, though, because you can get... I'll give you well, three yeah, points okay. if you get this right, Jacko. So, three players share the record for the most Premier League red cards with eight. Roy Keane. Um... Incorrect. Ziera? That's one point. You got one more guess. As it stands, Gerald? With one guess, still for Jacko. Incorrect. I'm going to hand it over to Jack. Jack, what do you reckon, son? Oh, I ain't got a clue, mate. I'm. Oh, I'll give the answers out. It was Patrick Vieira, Richard Dunn, <laughs> and Duncan Ferguson. Oh, didn't even think Pete Dunn. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, it's not. Okay, so it's one all. So, moving over to Jack. Why is it one all? Yeah, one all. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Because you got a point for Patrick Vieira. Ah, uh, okay. Fine. So I'll give you the point because it was three points up for grabs. Um, Jack. Yeah. Are you ready? With 260 goals, who is the Premier League's all-time top scorer? Alan Shearer. How does he fucking get the easy one? Correct. 2-1. <laughs> oh, you give me, you give me a hat-trick, <laughs> quickest hat-trick in the Premier League that happened six years ago, and then I've got to try and remember three blokes that got sent off eight times. And he, <laughs> he gets fucking who, who's got the most goals. 
Here's an easy one. Here's an easy one. Can you level it up? Here we go. Which team won the first Premier League title? Leeds. Incorrect. Jack? It wasn't that. You can make it 3 1 here. You can no, because Leeds won it the year before. Fuck's sake. Was it Man United? So. Man United is the correct answer. It's 3-1 Jacko. Uh, 3-1 Jack. So, I'm moving back over to Jack. Jack, with 202 clean sheets, which goalkeeper had the best Peter record Chet. in the Premier League? Correct. Oh, I'm not being funny, mate. But Come on, Jack. You've got some work to do. The, list, the listeners are cheering <laughs> you on. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we... You can have this one then. Back to Jacko. The fastest goal scored in the Premier League history came in 7.69 seconds. Who scored it? (laughs) Correct! That's 4-2. And we've got one, two, two questions. If he gets it, it, then he's won it, isn't he? You can get three points out of this. Pressure's on. Yeah, if he gets this, yeah, he's won. So, Jack, which three players shared the Premier League golden boot in 2018 19 season? Yang, Salah. I want all three for a point. In Kane? Jack, I'm going to go over to you. Who do you think it is? Um, I was probably going to go Salah, Mane, and Get this to stay in. Oh. Oh. Correct! <laughs> four, four, three, pulled it out of the bag. Jacko, if you get this one right, I'm going to have to go to a tiebreaker. So, so right. Let me just sure, see what we've got. Oh, I've got wrote down here. This is more than the apparent well, Gareth Bale saga, anyway. <laughs> I should have, I should tell you one thing. I should be. I should have won this. Yeah. Gareth Barry, I'm fuming. Well, you did, but you got it wrong. So <laughs> fuck off. Right, I'm gonna move. Fucking Ryan Giggs, hairy bastard. <laughs> I'm gonna. This one is brilliant. Just a, a random football Fantastic. question for you, Jacko. Super. Right, to take it into a tiebreaker. So here no. we go. You know what's coming. Are you ready? It'll be like, name the all-time scorer in the sedan. Which Ballon d'Or winning footballer had a galaxy named after them in 2015? Did they win it that year? They did indeed, yeah. So, which Ballon d'Or winning footballer? No, but the, the question I'm asking you: Did they win the Ballon d'Or in 2015, or was it before that? Well, well no, you're not, because I'm getting too much. Out. I haven't got a clue who won the Ballon d'Or in 2015. It's either going to be Messi or Ronaldo. Um, 2015. Well, which one are you going to go for? I'd probably go with Ronaldo because I think uh, Real Madrid won the Champions League that year. Uh, 
well, I can tell you the oh. correct answer was oh, Ronaldo. They actually called. They actually called uh, after Ronaldo. It was called the Brilliant. Galaxy Cosmos Redshift Seven, yeah, yeah. and the, so the CR Seven. Right, we're going to the sudden death. The first one to come in with the answer wins. Uh, what what are our buzzers for this, one, by so the way? So you, you know, and that's. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll shout Mill. Right. Jack shouts Derby. How about that? That is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout that. Yeah. 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 Right. Are you ready? See if you can get this one. If not, I'll do a different one. What was the name of the hotel Jose Mourinho lived in when he was Man United? <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to know that? <laughs> Derby. Do you both want to pass? Travel Lodge. <laughs> Go on, Jack. He <laughs> 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 is incorrect, but it's a great answer. The correct yeah, answer. Yeah, wouldn't have known that in a million years. So, right. All right, we're going, I'm going to do a, a quick one here. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready, Jack? Are you ready, Jack? Right, here we go. Ronaldo helped Portugal Millwall. win the European Championship oh, in 2016. Year. Go on, Jack. Oh, yeah, you yeah. are this week's winner yeah. with 2016. Do you know what happened? I forgot my buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to say, I went to say my name. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, stop. <laughs> 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 oh, that was good. So that was the quiz for this week's After Extra Time. Jacko is this week's winner. Fucking Gareth Barry. So we'll have to see what's up next week. <laughs> um, yeah, let's. Yeah. I'm going to move on to the championship, lads. Let's do it. I'm going to go there. Let's move on. So let's move on to that. So Friday night, lads, Swansea and Norwich played. Um, I did watch that game. Mm. It was a great game. And Jacko Swansea. Well, they should say Norwich is at Farker now, shouldn't they? Massive result, isn't it? If, if, if Bournemouth is sacking Bournemouth sacking well, Tindall for being we'll sixth in the, the, pre- in the championship, on. then Norwich should sack, sack Farker for being uh, top and losing to Swansea. <laughs> Norwich should what? Should shag Farker? <laughs> <laughs> we'll move. Probably will we'll if move. they get promoted. We'll move on to. Um, We'll move on to Bournemouth later, Jack, Jacko, and we can get your thoughts on that one. In, in all what, seriousness, what I think Swansea have come on leaps and bounds. Um, I think Steve Cooper's got on playing some really, really good football. And, you know, Andre Ayew seems to have found his, his home at Swansea. He, he wasn't great for West Ham in the Premier League, and he's gone back here and he's doing a job. Um, I think Norwich... Norwich will now have a, a one eye behind them, especially with Brentford. They're, they're, Brentford are picking up points every week. You know, Swansea have now got a game in hand over Norwich and they're only two points behind and they've got a better goal difference. So, yeah, it was a big, big game for both parties. And obviously, for obvious reasons, Swansea are, are right to celebrate that win. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, they've got to look behind yeah, them. Yeah. Norwich are just slipping a little bit. We normally see that sometimes, don't we, from from clubs in that league where they just have a bit of a dip at the wrong time. Um, another result, Jack, what was quite surprising to me, I don't know if it was for you two, lads, obviously you, you know more in the Championship, um, but Coventry drawing at home to Watford. Well, you say that, but we drew with them the other night. So... I don't think the. I don't think Watford. Yeah, I don't think Watford are that all that. To be honest, I think their away record is not great either. They're very, they've got the best home record in the league, but their away form isn't yeah. great. I think they're sort of mid-table. Are you quite? Su- I was going to say, lads, are you quite surprised? Obviously, like I keep saying, you you two know your stuff, but are you quite surprised where Watford are? In the um, I mean, they still are sitting fifth. I'm not I mean, surprised that Reading are there. To, to be or if not, I'm being honest, I think or... looking if you, if you were to look at the teams from last year, um, I think that the, the the three that got relegated were going to be up there. Yeah, for certain, Brentford definitely. Um, mm. I think Blackburn, maybe Middlesbrough. I thought Derby would have been up there. I thought Cardiff would have been up there. Maybe Huddersfield Town, maybe Forest. Well, definitely Forest with the players that they bought in in the summer. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Reading to me is the more surprising of the teams mm. to, that are up there. But then you know, Reading started off. I think they've won the first ten games in the league, um, and it was only when they lost to Coventry did they sort of really slip down a little. But yeah, I, I think I, I think those in the top six, yeah. maybe apart from Reading, are the, the, where they should be. Yeah, very cool. I mean, I've got a little uh, thing mm. to read out, a little tweet here from Steve, um, who was on the show last week, um, about Wickham. So we're going to move on to Wickham. Uh, and he's and he tweeted, just just uh, relegators now. Uh, had belief at the first, but after today's team selection and performance, I've got zero hope. If we don't win two out of our next three, then it definitely season over. Do you agree with that, Jack? I mean, they lost three 0 to Forest at home. Yeah, I think. Do you agree with that Steve statement or not? Week as well, and obviously, it's easy for me to to sit here and say, yeah, they're going to go down, and obviously, look at a league table and be like, yeah, they're going down. I think it it was always going to be a tough ass for Wickham mm. to stay up in this league. Um, it's a big step up from League One. They don't have the biggest budget ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've got obviously a very small budget. I mean, if you compare their budget to someone like Norwich or Cardiff mm. or anyone like that sort of it must be worlds mm. apart really so I think for them to uh, to stay up was always going to be a massive task um, I think like you said they probably need to pick up points in the next three or four games if they lose the next three or four games I'll tell you yeah they're probably that's them gone um, but yeah it's, I think with the, the team they've got as well it's, yeah. some championship players you know, it's a bit, of a bit of a mix and match, but yeah, I think that job was that job was always going to be hard, regardless of, yeah. of who they brought in. And, you know, it's it's such a tough league; it's so competitive that you know, I, I just think for them to have stayed up, it, it wouldn't have been a miracle, but mm. it would have been. I'm a tough just looking thing. at Wickham's fixtures. Next, the next five they've got: they've got Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday away, they've got Huddersfield away on Saturday. They then play Derby at home the following Tuesday. They've then got Millwall away on the 20th and then Reading at home on the 23rd. 
Now, if I, I seriously think they need to get points against Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, Derby, and Millwall. They need to get points if they have any chance of staying up. I think if, if I think Steve's right. If they do not get any results out of the next four games, I think that's it. They're down. Um, you know, they've got they've got a game in hand over Sheffield Wednesday, and they play yeah, Sheffield it Wednesday. Just look next, that way, so that doesn't put it? them down to six points behind them. Um, we still. Yeah, and they've still got a game in right, hand so over but them. So that, that down effectively, to if they win their game, I don't know who it's against, but you know that puts them down to three. They've then got Huddersfield, who uh, really inconsistent. Um, they then play Derby, and that's going to be that's going to be a big key game for Derby as well, because obviously Birmingham are level on points with them. They're only a point behind Rotherham. You know, Rotherham have done really well to to sort of make their games up against the teams around them. Um, and then they go to Millwall. Um, so, yeah, it's a big, big couple of weeks for Wickham. And I have to agree with Steve. I think if they don't get maybe 10 points out of those four games, I think they're down. Yeah, I mean, touching on Forest, though, lads, Chris Uton is now sorting his team out. Three of the players yeah. in in his team at Forest were actually at Brighton when he was there, which was Knockart, Murray... And Bong, and mm. two players were involved. I'll say, well, I'll say three because Bong was adding an assist. Knockout and Murray scored the goal. Uh, yeah, it certainly looks now. that way. Um, I think they they shouldn't be there at the beginning. To be honest, they they should with the players. As I said, with the players they brought in in the summer, I was genuinely concerned for teams because I thought Forest would do really well this year, and they haven't. They've been really poor. Um, I still think. That was due to what happened at the back end of last year um, and the playoffs in the last day. Um, I think it's taken a lot of time and I'm glad for Forest fans that they've been patient with um, with Hewton. I think he's a quality manager. Um, I'd love him to be manager at Millwall. I really would. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, he's slowly turning it around. But then they've gone and got Glenn Murray, which to me is a great signing you know the guys the guys should be retiring now or being classed as an OAP or something he's that old but he keeps doing it he keeps getting goals at key time so yeah I think that'll be alright Yeah I mean he, that Glenn Murray mm. reminds me of a bit of a Brett Pittman I yeah, yeah. obviously me and Jack spoke to Brett and, he, and he's, he's just a goal machine as well so yeah, they're similar players. Um, moving on to the next fixture for you, Jack. Mick McCarthy's Cardiff. Pick up another great win. 2-0 Bristol. He's had a great start taking over Cardiff, mate. I don't think he's lost yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but obviously, do you feel that was the right decision now? Getting rid of Harris, bringing in Mick McCarthy. Yeah, they were being informed of um, To be fair, I mean, for me, yeah, getting rid of Neil was probably the yeah. right, correct decision. Um, I wasn't too sure about Mick McCarthy going there, to be fair. I was a little bit like, mm-mm, a bit 50-50 about it. But to be fair, four games and beating, you can't can't really question that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've, you know, they've picked up points, they're unbeaten, look a lot harder to beat. I, mean, I think the main thing is they're not conceding as many goals. And, you know, if you do that, you always going to have chances of winning. I think your mate, Keith and mm-hmm. Paul, scored a couple of goals at Fourth top goal scorer in the league. Yeah, he keeps well, so, adding the goals up, you know, doesn't he? Harry, Harry Kane, watch <laughs> out. Oh, I highly yeah. doubt it. 
Harry Kane is, is 56 goals away from being Spurs' all-time goal scorer. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to be worse than Kiefer Moore. <laughs> mm. uh, okay. Well, he's catching him, Jacko. That's all I'm going to say, son. <laughs> Let's move on, Jack, because I know you're like to move on to this, and, and I'm loving this. <laughs> Let's move on to Bournemouth. Now, where should we start? At the start of the pod, at the start of the season, when we've done our um, mm. new season podcast, me and Jack said to you, Jacko, he'll get the sack early on. Um, you reckon he'll do a good job? And me and Jack were wrong at the start. Because yeah. he was doing a great job, but only six months in, he's now had the sack. Do you feel that was the right decision, the um, wrong decision, or do you just think it's utter crazy? I know Jack mentioned it, uh, in our group chat that they hadn't won for about five, five or six games. Um, it, we've seen with Lampard at Chelsea that that is quite a foreseeable amount of time to not get a result to get you sacked. My my problem was was that he's, they're, they're currently sitting in the playoff. Now, if they'd expected Norwich to be poor and Watford to be poor and Brentford to be poor, then yeah, I, I would have expected them to be up there. But Norwich are a very good championship side. They showed it the, the other year they got promoted. Brentford look a very, very good outfit and they, they narrowly missed out on on A, automatic last year, and B, going to the Premier League this year, uh, in the playoffs. Watford, I was expecting to be up there anyway with the amount of players that they still had from the Premier League and they managed to keep hold of them. So, playoffs for me, I was expecting that from Bournemouth. And they're sitting sick. I, I don't know what else they were expecting them to do. Um, we saw, you know, uh, the example I brought up was Darren Moore. He was, what, he had them third or fourth with West Brom? And got him sat- and he got sacked. Southgate was um, mm. Southgate finit was was fourth with Middlesbrough, yeah. and they sacked him. And I think that's the closest they've been to getting promoted that I can remember. And they sacked him. I think the thing is though, mate, they were sitting six when they sacked Tyndall. The thing is, if we look at the table, if he has another two defeats. And the teams above them get wins. He's down I, the table. I agree with Jack. And then that is time to harsh, To be fair, shit. I think you know he's he's sort of a new sort of mm. environment for him as has been. You know, like the first team coach manager. Um, he was doing a good job. You know, we know how relentless and how up and down this league is. You're going to lose games of football at the end of the day. It's... But it, of course you are. But my argument to you, lads, and I'm not saying he hasn't done a good job. But my argument is, he's worked with Eddie Howe for over 23 years or whatever it is at the club, yeah? And then he's worked with Eddie Howe. There isn't really no change. I get that, but you look at the calibre of player, in, from what if Eddie you compare Howe did, that Bournemouth so, side to what it was in the Premier League, it's a better side in the Championship. Far better side in the Championship. Yeah. Of course it is, but I, that, I think that's the reason why Eddie Howe, uh, Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe stepped down. I think he knew that the players wouldn't be there. and now, But, but it's not, though, because he's, he's not had a massive managerial experience. So it's it, it's not... 
yeah, yeah, but he's not managed. Well, I think he managed a club. No, but he's been, he's in been under Eddie, non-league though, before he got taken on as, as Eddie's assistant a couple of years ago. Mm. But mm. yeah. Well, let, let me put to you then, Jacko. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's been sacked. Jonathan Woodgate is in temporary charge. No. Is is that a I step don't, up? I don't think so. Well, no, what, 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 would, what did Jonathan Woodgate do at Middlesbrough last year? No. Would you not say? Yeah. So, why why is that any better? Yeah, it was, what he'd done was shite. I agree. But do you feel... Tyndall got shafted because obviously Woodgate got brought in as a first team coach under Tyndall. Two days later, Tyndall then got the sack and probably uh, you know I, I, I asked my mate come in, they George, he's do. a Chelsea fan. Um, we had a, a long discussion about Lampard going. Uh, I, I couldn't understand why they announced it after they'd beaten Luton in the FA Cup, and he, you know, he, he quite rightly turned around and said that it was because they were trying to get some sort of deal organised with, with Tuchel's representatives before they announced it. So, yeah, may have been that case. Um, so, so where did Bournemouth go from here then, um, Jack or Jacko? Where, where do they go from here? What, what do you feel the expect, expectations are oh. now with Tyndall gone and the new manager coming in? Would, would their think... expectations be... You've got to finish in the playoffs now. Relegated, mm-hmm. they, last season, I think their expectations probably were yeah. playoffs anyway. So, especially with the squad they've got, so I think I, it doesn't change for me. You know, they're still sixth. Yeah. They're still in the playoffs. I don't think the style of football will change no. under Woodgate. I think the philosophy will be the same. You know, they've got a good good squad. They've got good players. I think it's harsh again. Mm. I just think you know. I mean, I mean, you know, go on, mate. The thing is, again. Sorry, Jack, I was just going to say, well, they're, well, they're sitting in yeah, but, six yeah, but that's 45 the... points. There's teams up their arse now, mate. If, if Tyndall lost another two games and Middlesbrough pick up two wins, yeah, but I think Bournemouth that's the are out, out there, the mate, the beast, and, and Middlesbrough like, go in. You're gonna, like I say, you're going to win games, you're going to lose games. There's, every game in this yeah. league is tough, you know? And you're going to go through shitty spells yeah. where you don't pick up points. And I think the fact that they were still sixth, you know, He's done a good job. I mean, I wasn't his biggest fan. I'm the first one to admit that. But he's doing a good job. You know, he's unproven as a manager. Like I say, like Jacko said, he was at Weymouth before he went with Eddie Howe. So, so if mm. Tyndall, let's say then, lads, if Tyndall got Bournemouth to the playoff no. final and he no. lost that oh, final, playoffs are a gap. would you then sack him? No, no. Playoffs are a gamble. With the, pl- with the no. players what are at Bournemouth, you wouldn't sack him. I think he's achieved, he's achieved his objective, yeah. then hasn't he? He's got oh, to the playoffs. Well, yeah, he, like Jacko said, I mean, playoffs is a different. It's not like a league game. There, there's even the the, the, the semi final. They're different sort of games at the end of the day. And I'm sure if he got them to the playoffs, he'd done a good job, and he lost in the playoff final. I'm sure mm. he learned from that, and they might bounce back mm. the following year. And so. Okay, then, and then the other hand is, if he didn't get to the playoff, at the end of the season, he dropped out of the playoff. Me personally, I would yeah. But if the, object, yeah, if the objective for the club was playoffs, then you yeah, might have to look at it. Because he's still so 20 games to go. Now, if, if he's sacked in now, then, because he's only just in the playoffs now, surely, yeah, but surely if they get another manager in now, they can set foundations, 
get them winning games again, not losing five on the spin. Let's get them winning games again. And then let's push up the um, table and let's try and get in, in the automatic so, spot or, you know, third or fourth. Let's cement the Why has Southampton been the sacked Because they've lost five in the bats and they've just got beat 9-0 by Manchester United. In, yeah, in, that's a good point. However, he's a different calibre of manager. But Southampton have lost five games on the bench. He's, 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 he's a lot better a manager than what Tindall is, isn't he? So what and they have. But then that that's like me saying, yeah. why why is why is Chris Wilder not being sacked from what? Sheffield United? He's, he's, he's a good manager. And he and he's built a team, hasn't he? But yeah, but it's a different Premier League to Championship. You're making this argument. Level, though, isn't it? But it's still the same. It's a different question. kettle of fish. The, the same question. Why are they not being sacked if they're having just as no, bad run as Tyndall is and he got My sacked? My argument is... Because probably they're, they're uh, obviously... We had that bloke on, didn't we, from Southampton. If, they, if, if they're, if they're uh, chairman or owners... You don't know what they've set them targets. Southampton's targets, mate, might just be to escape relegation. So he's actually doing a great job, whether he's lost five or six. If, if they, they must be happy with it if they finish, I don't know, tenth, eleventh. And I'm thinking, yeah, was it yeah. Jack? Jack was with me on when we spoke to Ben from Southampton, and he even said, "We're overachieving." So yeah, I just he wasn't think, concerned at all, mate. I, and he the said thing he, is, it, it, the championship there's ebbs and flows. There always will be. You can't, you can't guarantee that you're going to win every single game every week. It's just physically not possible. Only one team has done it in my lifetime, and they drew the majority. So to sit there and go, you know, if they don't get in the playoffs, if they go out of the playoffs now, should he be sacked? But then if he carries on and they don't get at the end, what should he do? Why not wait and see what happens at the end of the season? They could go on a tear where they win 15 of their last 12, 20 games. And they go up automatically. They could do, but we also don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So, as he lost the dressing room, as he had a bust up, I mean, Southgate, uh, Southgate, Woodgate's just took over, got a 3 2 win against Birmingham. We were actually on the up because they're picking up points a bit. So, Birmingham hadn't he's won picked in up four. a win already. And then Birmingham had won, 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 won four, in how many games? Five games. One, two, about three, four. So, yeah. Yeah, and the games he has lost is, let's have a look, he's drew to, he drew to Millwall 1-0, then he's yeah. lost to Luton Town 1-0, he's lost to Derby. So, these are all like bottom of the league teams. Derby 1-0, well, Red, Reading 3-1, really... So, them results do stand out and you think, fucking hell. No, I know. You're losing to, to... Yeah. Well, yeah, they are, but Chef Wednesday are not, Derby are not. So, uh, you look at them and you think, well, hold on a minute, with the squad Bournemouth's got and the way Derby are and the way... But you um, can't always expect... Who's the other team in there? Chef you Wednesday can't always are. expect that. You should be winning them games with the players you've got. No, you can't always, but surely like you've got to look at it and think, well, hold on, with the style of... With the players Gr- we've got, we should be in these Green. games and we should Green. be, be at like, least getting the points. If you can't win it, sort of draw it, don't league. lose it's it. Like you'd expect, like, tonight, obviously, mid the game on at the minute, as we're recording, in Sheffield United Chelsea, like, you'd expect Chelsea to win that. In a championship, there's no certainties and givens, mm. you know? Wick, like I say, I know it's unlikely to happen because it's Wickham, but Wickham could go to somewhere like, I don't know, 
Swansea and beat them, you have to every week you've got to turn up and you've got to play your football and you've got to be switched on. Otherwise, you will get, you will get beat. Yeah, I get, I get, I get that point. So I know you're saying that then, but so when Wickham come in the Championship, right? Wickham got wrote off from day one. So how come it's different from people writing Wickham off then, but then? Because no one expects, because Wickham weren't expected to be up there well, in the first. People place. Wickham off already, then you know. So no, they probably weren't. But if it's anyone's game in the championship, is what I'm saying is why? Why did they get wrote off? Well, I think people based on the fact that their squad wasn't as good as the rest of the league, and the fact that they, they yeah, money they've, they've almost they've certainly got the smallest budget in the league. They've probably got these. Well, I think they've got the same. Sort of squad size that Mill will have got, and Mill will haven't got a very big squad at all. So, would you have expected them to do anything in the season with that? But if 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 a team like that was to well, go in the no, Premier again, League, would you I, expect I them know. to do anything? I don't know much about Wickham. Lowest budget in the league and the smallest squad size. Would you expect them to do anything? No, I wouldn't. But but. Possibly not, but the same was said about Sheffield United when they come up. Did we expect them to go straight back down? Yes. Did they mm. overachieve? Yes, they stayed up and they stayed up comfortably and beat the biggest teams in the Premier League. So, it, 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 it's hard to say whether I would have said, would I expect them to do it? It's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, going off Sheffield United, you, you would have put them favourites to get relegated. I'm sure the bookies did. You know, so so... And the reason I'm saying Wickham might have been a surprise and they might have been up there is, again, let's go off Sheffield uh, United, let's go off Wolves. When they got promoted to the Prem, they was up there fighting for Europa League spots. And I said, at the end of it, Sheffield United would be in the relegation zone this season, which they are. Yeah, but they, I, they just took their foot off the pedal. They went out you compare Wolves to Sheffield United, final. I think Wolves have got a far better squad than Sheffield United when they went up and final. they've got now. No, but the thing yeah, is, the thing is about what Wolves did was they the bought them all in for a season in the championship the and look so what they did in the championship. And so they had that chemistry, they had the, that nuances, they knew how to play their style, so that when they went into the Premier League, they had a lot of Premier League talent sitting in there that had spent a year in the championship. Whereas Sheffield United have tried to bring in championship players that haven't played at Premier League level or haven't spent a lot of time together. And they spent thirty million on Rian Brewster, and he's done absolutely nothing for him. And it's not worked. So, so, did you expect Norwich to be where they I are? I did. Yeah, 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 I'd, I'd now, yeah. At least, yeah. Uh, they okay. lost Aaron. They, they lost have, Lewis. Have they, hardly, have they lost any um, players really apart from Godfrey? Yeah, because Pookie was there the season yeah. they got promoted and, and he was firing on, on all cylinders. I think the majority of this that went up from the championship was still there. Okay, so so Yeah, it's still yeah. there. Yeah, and okay, yeah. so then uh, no. Well I, I expect them to be in the playoffs. Up there which is where they are. Higher than where they are now. No. What's Bournemouth a no, better side than I, I don't, this year? I, I don't think I, I don't think either Norwich no. or Bournemouth were good sides last year. You don't think? Yeah, I'm saying they're both sharp. No. 
You take yeah, the two and Ramsdale out of the equation. No. Hard to call that one, really. I think they're both on par, really, they both. Yeah, but I think they only got relegated on the last day. Norwich what, didn't, yeah? Because Bournemouth, so, survived, in theory, because Bournemouth almost Bournemouth survived Norwich Premier League. League. They should be higher than Norwich really when Norwich spent the majority of their season with the same squad that won them the Championship. And they know how to win in the Championship, which is what I said at the beginning of this year. No caliber of players at Bournemouth. No Ake, no Ramsdale. Still Premier League players. Still there. So that's why. That's why. Yeah, but the rest of them haven't though. King King's only just gone. King's only just gone. So King's only just gone. Did Brooks do anything last year in the in the Premier? We've still got the same defence near and north apart from Ake. Well, he was out injured after after it, but he still scored in the in the Prem. Wilshere's now there. So, are they are they underachieving in my eyes? Yes, they are. With the players they've got, they should be in the automatics. That's all, and that's why I feel that's why Tyndall's got the sack from the from the players they've got. They should be higher up. Going from from work, look, look at Norwich again. The, the, the thing is, Norwich are up there and they've and they've proved it. Fair play. So that's where Bournemouth should be. Really, I'm sure if we ask Bournemouth players, uh, Bournemouth fans. Mm. They'd probably expect them to be in the automatics as well, to be fair. I mean, that, that's my opinion on, on Bournemouth. I just feel it was the right time to sack him. So why did they sack him when they first started losing? They in the league. Like I said, they lose a couple of games. They could be down there. Like, not down in relegation, but... Yeah, but they've only, if they've only lost one or two, that's fair cop. But when you've lost four on the spin, yeah, you can't start sucking pick the win up in four or five. Why, why did Rowan not get something when he won two in 18? It was a good, it's a good question. Maybe they, they think, didn't have no one else to fit in who, who wants to go to I, Millwall. I think, they, you know what I mean? It depends what each, yeah, but I, each club wants, don't it? I mean, Derby's a great example. Sucking Cocker. Yeah, Look but, where Derby finished last year. Because Cocker had half a season. Now, he wouldn't have, who's to say yeah, Cocker couldn't have changed, changed that around in 10, 15 we were, games? We're in a mess. I think it also boils down to the sort of who's in charge of the club, like chairmans as well. You know, you look at someone like, obviously, the Millwall board must have had yeah. full backing with Rowett. To obviously kept him, and then you look at someone like Abramovich who's shut Lampard out, you know. But and then going on Millwall, though, our reason is, is did Gareth, did Gary Rout not get sacked because Millwall are overachieving as it they're, is, they're, they're, and they don't well, expect to be where they are. Millwall, they're, they're you know, they're a lower league side, they expect Millwall to be in the championship, the higher league tables. So, to stay above the relegation, they, 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 Jacko, they, they, is, is no, but they expect Millwall to be mid table at best, yeah. So, if he's above relegation, so, and if they were to get sort of, I, I was sort of sitting there and I'd said to you before that if it carried on the way it did and we got into that relegation zone, I wouldn't have been surprised, Rowett went. Because I, I expect Millwall to be at least a mid-table team, and they're, they're now sitting mid-table. They're ten points off Bournemouth in the playoffs, and they're mm-hmm. seven points ahead of Birmingham in the relegation. So, so. Uh, yeah, uh, 
And he probably, he probably would have got the sack, but the start... Oh, yeah, up, up until that second international break, we were fought. In the, and then uh, after that playoffs break, just a did. long time, or just below the playoffs. Yeah, so that's that's probably kept his job because he's, he's made that many points up within that space. But Tiddles kept Bournemouth in the playoffs for the entirety of the season. Whereas if you probably had that run at the start of the season and you're down there like Derby are... Yeah, but that's where you expect them to be. But they've dropped off. They've dropped off. They started well and it was a hard team to beat. And now they're a team that are getting beat and they've dropped off. So I think that's the reason why I'm like, yeah, fair cop is probably the right thing because they were sitting up there with Norwich on their tail and now they've dropped to six. And teams have overtook them. Swansea have overtook them. Brentford overtook mm. them. But so it's like, middlesbrough, middlesbrough and then Middlesbrough have got that. I feel it's just a bit of an achievement. You're never going to, yeah, but you're not going to suck a Warnock for the what he's done to Middlesbrough. Where Middlesbrough last year was this, down this there. Is the question that I'm asking What's you, Green. You're you're saying that Bournemouth should have sacked him because they were dropping off and achieved. they lost so, four out of their last five. But there are other teams in the Championship that have gone on similar runs and they haven't sacked their manager. Mm. So that to me means that that I, I don't think it was the right decision. I don't think it was the right decision that Lampard. No, made. probably. You know, I don't think it was the right decision that Billich went. I couldn't understand why Watford's boss got sacked and Watford have been in the playoffs just as long as Bournemouth have. I get that, but I get, I get where you're coming from with the Billich. I don't agree with Billich getting sacked. The Lampard sacking, yeah, I agree with that. Spent all that money, not done nothing. Two shells come in, not lost the game yet. Different style of play. So those two shells. Lampard kept changing his players around week in, week out. So it's, I can understand that. Yeah, but he's only been there how many games? Two, so three games. So you need to see his best 11. So you really, expect I a couple of changes. And it's a step down. It's a step down from Eddie out to Tyndall when it's just the same sort of football. How and probably you, if there were fans, Julie, fans would want to see that style fun, again. And I bet Eddie Howe's that overlapping. Eddie Howe played good football. Tyndall had them playing good football. They played Bournemouth of all, you know, they've always been... Yeah, but it's... But it, it couldn't have been that good, though. If they've lost, if they've lost five on the spin, something's not quite right. So it's either a change in tactics and the, a change in players or a change in manager. Yeah. And the first thing a club looks at it's manager, isn't it? It's nothing. It, they won't go. Oh, we're not going to play him this week. We're going to drop him from a squad this week. It's the manager. It boils down to the manager, and no, the manager this, is it, it's same. It's it the same tactics of Eddie Howe. Obviously, Tindall's so, you know probably not changed his tactics all season. But what sometimes I know, obviously, ultimately the manager is a full guy. But what if that Bournemouth team was playing absolutely shit for five for five games? You know, sometimes it is also mm. down to the players as well. You know. He's yeah. not always a manager. There's always there's two sides to every story. Fair enough, he might have lost the dressing room, etc. But play, you know, players do go mm. through patches where they are don't play as well as they normally do and stuff like that. Bournemouth might have just been shit. The, the actual side might have been shit. And you know, you, you say yeah, they beat Birmingham. They scraped through against Birmingham. You know, Birmingham mm. had some good opportunities, and Birmingham have been shite last couple of months. You know, and you can say Birmingham have played well, but they haven't. You know, they were what mid table. They're now in the relegation zone. So. I think ideally it was a good game for for Woodgate to have for it as a first game because it was a sort of 
wasn't like he'd gone to Brentford or he'd gone to Middlesbrough or gone to yeah. Norwich or Swansea. He got a team that was sort of down on confidence. You know, whoever won that game was probably going to be... It was a big game in terms of probably confidence for both sides. Yeah, but saying that, it was, an easy, it was an easy game for him to step in then. But what about when they played... When uh, Bournemouth had played Chef Wednesday, yeah, I mean, mate. I mean, it was low in confidence. Ways, and Chef Wednesday beat them. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't think that works... Do you know what I mean? They've they're, they're picked up wins, mate. He's picked up a win against probably you're saying a, a not so good Birmingham, which is a great win. Really, look, look at lost, if you look you've at, lost two um, ones to Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday, mate. Who were down there? In the last one, two, you know three, what I mean? four, five, six, seven, eight games. They've won one, two, three, four, five, and they're unbeaten. In they've only lost one, two. They've only lost two out of the last sort of eight or nine games. So they're also in good form. So. That's probably why they didn't beat them because they were playing. The players were playing shit at Bournemouth and Sheffield Wednesday are in sort of. The issue is all the teams down the bottom aren't in bad form. Mm. Bar Wickham and probably Birmingham. You know we're in good form. Mm. Rotherham in very good form. Forest picked up. You know Sheffield Wednesday are picking up results. You know it's it's going to be a massive touching on that quickly. Just you know going on something something completely different. All the sides down at the bottom seem to be picking up points. You know I I thought if we beat Rotherham the other week we that was sort of not completely, you know, not take us out of it, but, you know, everyone down there is picking up points. And I think it's going to be a crazy, right. crazy end to the season. So, mm. so on, on the on the Bournemouth fans page, when they were going on about the sacking, and I quote this from, from the Bournemouth fans page, 87% of fans agree with this, strongly agree with the sacking of Tyndall. One fan has stated... It's about time we got we did get rid of Tyndall due to the style of play and the man management of the team. It's no improvement since Eddie Howe has left and it's for the best that we get a new manager in. Sitting six is not pretty mm-hmm. and we should be competing yeah, but they for the know, top two but in the Let's be honest, they know their club better that, than we that's do. That's from a fan. You know, so that's all. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying as well as though they should be competing better in what they are doing, and, uh, and I th- that I think, I think is that, probably right well, because I think that's only ambitious, not mate, in the be top two. If, if I'm being honest, you know, but I mean, it, like Jack, I said, they're going to know their club better than us. That's, I mean, I sat here at the start. Mm. All right, so if 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 you went up, if Derby went up to the Prem. Or Millwall went up to the Prem, well, you're always going to be, and they got relegated. The you boys would be favoured to come back up. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And if you, if you, if you've not got, if Millwall go up and they haven't got a massive budget of, yeah. of money to buy players, and you go up with the same players and go down with the same, players, I'd expect to be at least you lose just six. one or two players. That for me personally, you'll still be expected to, to get promoted. The and they get relegated. I you wouldn't expect, expect to be in the top six. Uh, it wasn't in the top six. It was in no. six, and there was only five points separating you. You'd no, be because we've got because you go through history and you've as lost a football five fan. On the spin, you look and at previous records, and yeah, people have a whinge and a moan saying they want the manager out and all this sort of stuff. But then you could go on a spin of five on the bounce and lose them, and then you could go on a ten game and beat them. It happens. Mm. Well, 
Yeah, not often enough though. Every every team has it to a certain extent every season. Every team has it. United had a really uh, shitty patch in sort of September October time, and then they went on a big run. And after what they've done over the last sort of couple of seasons, were you expecting that? Realistically, mm-hmm. because they weren't looking they great. Yeah, but this is what this is what I'm saying. Realistically, every they team is going to have peaks and troughs throughout the season. Be. That that's what happens. They should. Of course, but and then the, the other side of it, mate. Every club is going to sack a manager if you're doing shite. We sat, we sat Pearson, we stayed mm-hmm. up, we sacked him, got a new manager in, different style of play, and we won the Premier League. So that does happen. So to say Tyndall shouldn't have been sacked, possibly you probably right. You probably you probably not right. We will see at the end of the season if, if Southgate, uh, Southgate, if Woodgate. Takes Bournemouth higher than. So team. why would it have been a good enough season if they yeah. finished six with him? That's a good season for for Woodgate mm. as a manager. But why would it not? I'm just saying with the style of play, they probably just don't like the style of play. What he's playing, it would be the same stuff as what Eddie Howe wants, and, and teams want to change. So that's what I'm saying. From Pearson to when we got Ranieri, Ranieri kept possession football what Leicester had never played before, and bang. We we won the league, so with a different style have, of football for, for Bournemouth. If you were looking at Bournemouth and after what Woodgate did at Middlesbrough, would you have wanted him in charge from of your What didn't work? In... No, I've, no, I probably wouldn't. However, though, when we saw him around the area, he, he didn't shit yeah, where he was. You look at what the area had done in Italy, in Chelsea, in his club. early stages. He you would have been Manchester to have him. Regardless of the fact. Yeah. But... Yeah, but... If you're going off, if you're going off his latest things, then possibly known. Did he win? Did he win the Premier League with Chelsea? No, he didn't. So you, you know, you know, so you would never respect it, but. Would, you never know. Woodgate might now make flourish, and with the players he's got, he now might turn that club around. And you probably see next season they'll probably be flying on Every club, I think, has got to have a different. After a while, you've got to change, and you've got to have a different perspective and a different change of the way you play. And it and it does work. Look at Wolves, mate. They brought they they had shite all the way through. Mick McCarthy kept them up. Then then he went, and they was in the shit street for ages and ages. Just above the relegation zone brought in Nuno different style of football different style of players bang look where they are now look at Brighton for another example Hewton kept them up for how many years but didn't really progress anywhere in the league they just sat there sat there and sat there above the relegation zone got Potter in and he's progressed them a little bit I wouldn't say majorly but he's progressed them a little bit so I just feel it's it's the right time to sack that bloke and get someone in who will probably give them a bit something different you know probably like Derby for instance mate Wayne Rooney will bring something different I doubt he'll play the same tactics as what Derby have played I could be wrong but and he'll bring a different style of players in there might be more attacking team there might be more defensive it's, yeah if you say so I just feel like you've got to change sometimes mate take a risk take a gamble it's what football's about eh? <laughs> mm, yeah, because like, whatever like Holloway did was shit because he brought in a load of players that couldn't play football anymore and then blamed it on Harris that they got relegated 
and instead of taking accepting the blame that what he did didn't work. Um, would you say Harris Harris was better than Rowett? Or would you say Rowett was Harris better than had Rowett, a though? season where we got close to a playoff push. Rowett's done the same. Harris had second season syndrome and kept him up. Rowett's doing the same. It's difficult to comprehend at the moment because Rowett would need to have a similar amount of time that Harris has had. And there's, there's, there's no difference between what Harris and Rowett have done apart from the style of play. Rowett's so still got the same up, players um, that Harris brought in. We haven't got a budget to change that. And from... Uh, so was, was you surprised no, that Harris because got Cardiff Cardiff. got to the playoffs last year and Harris had them sitting 17th. That is a legitimate, for me, that's a legitimate reason for them to be sacked. Yeah, but then going off what you're well, they doing, gave Harris half game, a season. You could go on a winning streak for 15 games. So if they and, gave him longer. Yeah, but they've given Harris half a season streak. and he had them 17. Tyndall has yeah, had half a season Bournemouth when they're sixth in the playoffs. But they're still in the playoffs. But they're still in the playoffs. They're still in the playoffs. Just in there, mate. They've lost five games. They've lost five games. Greeny, they win, win, yeah, win the next mate, game. Mate, they used to say that if they kept them, so, they won't be in the playoffs at the end of the season. They can, like Jacko said. Yeah, but if they lost, if they lost, if they had kept Tyndall for this game, what's just been, and they had lost to well, Burnley. Well, no, because they lost to Brentford. They, so even if they stayed the same, there would be two and, points. And Bournemouth lost to Birmingham. Middlesbrough. So, they, they'd still so, be ahead of them. So, when... But if they dropped out, oh, I'd, went into I'd seven, say yeah. Unless so he, would you lost, unless he loses, do you wait until next season? Of, then ten to twelve games, and it's mm. getting ridiculous. Yeah. I'd give him to the. I'd give him to the end of the season. Yeah, but that, that that's too late. It's too late for a club like Bournemouth who have been in the Prem too many uh, loads of years or whatever, two, three, four years. I'm, too late, I'm, mate. I'm, you I'm can't wait that long. If a club want to bounce back straight back up, bang, you've got to do it there and then, mate. It's not going to happen. No, because you had no idea, you had no idea in the beginning how Tinder was going to set up and play at Bournemouth, and you had no idea how his run was going to go. Yeah, but were you expecting him to do that at the start of the season? From what I'm reading off Bournemouth's fan page, is exactly the same as Eddie Howes. So, yeah, but this is early on, though. Well, I said anyway, so. I said he and I did well. say he'll I, get I the sack early on. Um, really? Half a season. Well, six, six months got early sacked after about 40 days at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, six months, mate. That's, that's, that's nothing, nothing for a manager, is it? Six, six months. months. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, but six months, it's still not It's still not a long time in, in, a, in a club. Which is why I don't agree with him being sacked, because it's, different things or there's still half a season to go. Six months is a short spell. It's nothing. Yeah, there is, but I'm, my, my opinion on it, Bournemouth should be in the top two 
now. That's where they should be. But who says they're, 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 un, they're now? Who says they're underachieving? Underachieving, sitting in sixth place. They're not forty-five under- points. <laughs> well, they are underachieving, mate. With the players they've got, they be the, the players they've got from after they players the in this in this championship side here, in all these championship sides, they've got one of the strongest sides. They should be competing for the league, yeah. And they're not. They're not competing for the league. They're, they're yeah, five they could, points but then could between lose them and Middlesbrough. And then so that's a, that's two a games they could be out the so top could, six. It could go either way. It's... And they're not, though. They've, they've not. lost three they out of their do. last they five. But in, at this moment in time, Middlesbrough are in form. Form of they've not. lost three so, out of their last five. How is that in good form? Exactly. From where Middlesbrough's come, Warnock they're in yeah. form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, he's not winning four games. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't. Warnock's gone very, very mate, you, you'd soon be begging for Warnock to come to Derby, mate, if he were there. He's licking his arsehole. With the record, with the record your, how can you say he's got to go when he's like got the best, your, one of the best records in the your... championship with bringing teams up? Or does that mean oh, Rooney's got Rooney's got to oh, go? Yeah. <laughs> What's he done? So that's Cocker's left. It. Took you to what? 21st oh, yeah. place? Yeah, well, yeah. Because of how bad they were when yeah, they were you, in the Yeah, but you're still in the relegation yeah, form. Yeah, we're in such so a shit show. What's, where, where we're in such a shit that? show. We're sat six in the form table with 21st. I mean, it, to be fair to Rooney, he's done a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Koku left us in that much of a mess. That's why we're still in the, in the, in the relegation You can't form. just expect to win three, four games and then be up to the top half of the table, do you? No, that's you saying no, but it's a Bournemouth, mate. You would you expect Bournemouth to be in second place or first place? So it, Norwich, yeah, because Norwich, if Norwich are in the playoffs now, the you'll both be sitting there saying it's a poor season. Yeah. It's a poor season. They should be at the top. Yeah, but so Bournemouth have been up there, mate. Bournemouth have been up there. Then just started dropping down. At the start of the season, we got we were saying, "Oh, fucking hell!" Still a great so, job. Move so, on. Right, I'm pretty yeah, sure we've had about job. forty minutes. Another on six. This, and, and, the six. <laughs> we have, yeah. Not, That's your opinion. It, it's, it's not. It's not a great job, but we'll leave it as that because it's not a great job at all. It's a poor. It's a poor effort. Um, right, let's go through some just to finish off. Luton Town one all uh, against Huddersfield. Mm. Ten men. Uh, Rotherham two one winners. A great result for them um, against Preston side. Um, let's go to some more lads. Stoke City nil, Reading nil. So another point for Reading. So they're still doing all right. Stoke up there as well. I love um, how you purposefully avoided the Millwall result. Just well. all the results are apart from one here. QPR <laughs> one, Blackburn nil. So no, good three points. We went across yeah, it was, Millwall, um, just the Millwall result. Very poor first four half. Millwall. Um, for Millwall, um, defensively, we looked shocked. On it, Jack, we really, really did. And their goal sort of proved that. Um, nothing else really happened until we got the penalty. And then second half, we were completely different side. Completely different. He brought Thompson on for Kessler And we looked like we did last season. And we deserved the win, to be fair. Malone's goal was incredible. Thompson's goal was incredible. Um, and I just hope... You know, this is a second win out of... You know, we've got two wins and three draws out of our last five games. Um, I hope that we can sort of propel that going forward. Um, K 
can we get to the playoffs? No. Um, am I happy with my table? Yes, because of how poor uh, November, December were. Um, so, yeah, so carry on. Mm. There we have it. Um, just to round up then, we've got a Facebook Live on Thursday with another special guest. So make sure people are tuning in. Get out of that Facebook. That's our After Extra Time page. You can also find us on Twitter, After Extra Time. And you can also email us at afterextratime2020 at gmail.com. Get your questions yeah, in for Thursday. Um, and that's it. That's <laughs> That's another week, another episode, and that is finitoed. Yeah, another, another argument. We will see where Bournemouth finish. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.